All right. I'm going to bring up my amazing wife, Sarah Beth. Come on. Sarah Beth is going to be bringing the word uh, this morning. And uh, this is her first time preaching, so we're super excited. We're honored uh, to have her and for what she has to bring. Come on. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I'm so excited and honored to be one of the pastors in this house. I'm the pastoral care pastor, and so what that means is I am all about the heart, heart health, emotional health, spiritual health. I love it all so much. I'm obsessed with it, and so that is kind of what I do in this house, is I focus on the heart health of the community, and today I have the honor of speaking with you guys. I first want to just honor the mothers, because it is Mother's Day, you guys. Can I go ahead and get another round of applause? applause just for the moms in this room. Praise God for our mothers. Oh my gosh, I love all of our mothers so much. You guys, when I think of sacrifice, I think the first thing I always think of is Jesus. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of what sacrifice actually means. And the second thing I think of is mothers. And the reason that I think that is because the things that it cost a mother to bring new life into the earth, it's like we can't imagine it until we experience it ourselves. I am so honored getting to watch the mothers in this house, the transition, the process that it takes to bring children into the earth. It is beautiful. It's amazing. It's powerful. And mothering is one of the most powerful calls that you can have on this planet, you guys. It is one of the most honorable, beautiful calls that you can have on this earth. Let's see. You mothers are the first person that gets to show the nurturing and caretaking side of God to your children. That's a really, really, really high call, a really powerful call. I believe that there's parts of Jesus' heart, you know, that he directly deposited into the women on this earth, into the mothers on this earth, to see his nature, to see who he is. And our kids get to see that. They get to experience that. Not only are you guys raising, I mean, the next generation of believers, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. But what that really means, when you get down to the root of it, when you get down to the core, is that child that you're holding throughout the night as they cry, that child that you're changing their diaper 20 times a day, that child, because of the way that you love them, the way that you brought Jesus into their life, could be the person spearheading revival 20 years from now. I mean, I believe that. I really do. I believe what a mother does and the way that she shows a laid down life to Jesus, to her child, can literally transform that kid's life. I really believe it. So I know I'm going to be talking a little bit of, a little bit of extra love is going to be going to the moms in the room today because it's Mother's Day and who knows, we only get one day a year, so we're going to celebrate it well, but I really do believe that every single other person in this room has something to receive from what I'm going to say today. I really today, when I get down to the root, when I get down to the core of what I want to talk about is I believe every single mother woman, man, person in this room has had giftings and a calling placed on your life by Jesus to see his kingdom come to earth. And today I want to talk about what that looks like and what that means for every single one of us. So first, what does it mean to have a calling on your life? What does that even mean? It means that God has placed something inside of you 
long before you ever knew, long before you even knew him, he created you for a purpose with something deep down inside of your heart that's more than just about you. It's a plan. It's an assignment that God has placed on you, something you were created to do. And I believe when we're operating in what we were created to do, there is a liveliness, there's a hope, there's a joy that we can't experience anywhere else unless we're walking in the fullness of what he's called us to do. And I believe even the more that you press into this, the more that you ask God, okay, Lord, what did you create me for specifically? What giftings did you place on my life? What things have you put inside of me to see your kingdom come to earth? I believe that you're gonna look throughout your life and see tiny little breadcrumbs that he's been hinting all along. Hey, I've put this gifting inside of you. I've put this thing inside of you and I want you to bring it to life, partnering with me. So you guys, today we're gonna go to Ephesians 4.1. If you guys wanna go with me, we're gonna be reading out of NLT today. Give you guys a second to go there. Alrighty. So Ephesians 4.1, therefore I, this is Paul, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. And we're going to jump down to 4.16. He makes the whole body fit perfectly together. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I love these verses, you guys, so much. When we look at 4.1, he is begging us. He's saying, I am urging you. This is really important, you guys. We need to notice this, that every single one of us, not just one, not just two, not just the super spiritual Christians, every single one of us has had something placed inside of us. And are we living a life worthy of that call? Or are we wasting it? Has he given us giftings that we've just put on a on the sideshow because we're doing our own thing or are we actually taking those giftings, taking that call and letting it transform our lives and define what our lives look like? And down in 16, I love this so much. (laughs) He makes the whole body fit perfectly together as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I love reading that because what I picture when I read this verse, you guys, is if you and you and you and you and you were all operating in the way that Jesus created you, if we were all empowered in what God has placed inside of us, what would the church look like? I mean, what would the world look like if we were all operating in those things? So the question I have from this today is, are you leading a life worthy of your calling? And are you actively walking it out to see the body healthy and growing? Because who knows, it's not just for you. It's not even just for your personal family, but it's for the body of Jesus that he gives us these things. Moms, I want to speak to you guys for a moment. You guys have a huge, huge calling, as we talked about earlier. And you may be called to just be in your homes to minister to your children's, to your children, to minister to your spouses, to bring Jesus into your home. That's a mighty call, you guys. And if that is where Jesus has you, stop trying to get jobs. (laughs) Stop trying 
to put your attention and focus when he's called you to your home because it is a holy, holy, holy call to be a mother and to be in a home. And then there may be other mothers, mothers like me who maybe years ago, God whispered pastor in my heart. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that looked like. And me being the person who I knew my life dream was to be a mother, fear came in. When I felt the Lord speak that over me, I said, God, does this mean I have to sacrifice motherhood if I feel like I have a call to minister to the church, to minister to the body of Jesus? And I felt like the Lord told me, no, you don't understand because this is what I created you to do and you're actually robbing your child if you don't walk it out. If you are not empowered, if you're not doing what I created you to do, you won't be able to mother the way that you could if you were. And let me tell you guys something. The moment that I stepped into (laughs) pastoring this church, my capacity, it expanded. It literally grew to mother my son, which was crazy. But I became empowered. I became full. I became closer to who I was. And I believe every single person in this room When we begin walking out what we're created for, everything in your life is going to look different. Your relationships are gonna look different. Things are going to look healthier, more beautiful. We're gonna jump down into Esther, Esther 4.14. Context here is Esther, so Esther is amazing, she's a boss. So she is actually a Jew who hid her identity, ended up marrying the king of Persia, and this really, really horrible plan comes along to basically wipe out all of the Jewish people in this area. And Esther has a choice. She has a choice if she's going to stand by and not do anything, or if she's going to respond to this call and she's going to reveal her identity to stop this plan from happening. It's gonna cost her something. And she has a big decision to make. And her uncle Mordecai is looking at her and this is kind of what this verse is coming out of. So we're gonna read it now, Esther 4.14. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. So this is her uncle. I'm gonna take some water really quick. So this is her uncle talking to her and saying, Esther, look, I know that this is terrifying. This is not what you thought you were getting yourself into when you married him, but you have a choice here. When we're looking at this, Deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. You guys, King Jesus is not going to fall off his throne if we don't step into our call, but you're going to miss out. You are going to miss out on so much. If he's looking at you and saying, will you partner with me in this? I know my hand's going up immediately. I want to partner with Jesus. It is such an honor that he wants us to partner with him. And we look at this story, you guys. It's costing her something. It's going to cost her. It could possibly cost her her life by doing this. If we understand what that means, is to step into your calling. It's going to cost you. And it will almost always require sacrifice. Almost always. But that sacrifice is worth it. Jesus is worth it. 
every single person, no matter how old or young you are, male or female in this room, it's not too late and the time is now to step into who God has created you to be. The time is now. A big problem that I want to address today is in the church, I feel like for a really long time, I have not seen women being empowered in their callings in the church. And that bothers me. (laughs) It bothers me a lot. And I haven't seen mothers being empowered in their callings in the church. I really believe that we mothers, females, carry parts of Jesus that the world needs to see. And if they only ever see men being empowered in their callings and raised up in the church, they're going to miss out on parts of who God is that he specifically put in the feminine, beautiful mothers on this earth. I really believe that we need female pastors, teachers, leaders in the church because you guys bring something else to the table that nobody else can. No one else can bring it. And you know who else knew this, you guys? Jesus. Jesus knew this. He knew how important it was that daughters, that mothers were raised up. Jesus consistently empowered women in his ministry everywhere. If you look for it, you'll find it. He consistently raised up women and they learned from him. They were discipled by him, followed him, and they even funded his ministry. I'm going to tell you guys one of my favorite stories. I know y'all have all probably heard this 10,000 different times in 10,000 different ways, but I'm hoping I can give you a bit of a different perspective today. We'll be going into Luke 10:38 to 32. Next, this is the story about Mary and Martha. I absolutely love this story, you guys, so much. So, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my, my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it is not going to be taken away from her. It's powerful. So the funny thing about this story is I know we all look at Martha we're like, oh my gosh, work addicted, stressed out Martha. I know none of you guys have ever acted like Martha. I know none of us ever has. But I think the funny thing about this is I don't think her response was that unjustified. I actually think it was pretty expected because if you look at this time, if you look at this time frame in the culture, Mary's place actually was in the kitchen at this time. It was to be serving, but she was at Jesus's feet. And some context, no rabbi in the history ever at this time had female disciples. You guys, it was almost unheard of. And when you're sitting at a rabbi's feet, that is only the position of a disciple. And what's happening here Martha's coming in and she's freaking out and she's saying, I'm sure she is really stressed out and she's wanting help, but I think she's reacting from the current culture and what's normal to her there. And Jesus looks at her and says, you know what? I see you. I totally understand that you're upset, but I'm actually coming to change things. I'm changing things. And at my feet, there's a place for women. At my feet, at my table, there's a place for women. 
This, you guys, is empowering. For women, this is so empowering because it all starts here. It all starts here is being discipled by Jesus and being at his feet. Let's go even deeper than that. So Acts 2, 38 to 39. This is kind of the verse that's going to almost break down everything that I'm trying to talk about today. But Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. This verse is beautiful. So this is the accumulation of everything I'm talking about. As we see here, you guys, this promise is not just for you. The promise of salvation, the promise of a future, a hopeful future with Jesus, with a calling in your life, it's not just for you. It's not even just for the person next to you. It's for your children and the generations under you. It's for every single one of us. Parents in the room, you get to be the bridge between your child and God, especially in the early stages of their life. You are the first person that they experience Jesus through. It's huge. It's beautiful. And when you walk in your calling, parents, it's empowering your children to walk in theirs. This isn't something that you have to start when they're two years old. This is something you can start when your children are 40 years old. Can you imagine what it's like to grow up with parents who are operating the fullness of who Jesus created them to be, fully sold out, fully in love with God, fully moved and burdened by the gospel? For us as parents to need the people around us to know who Jesus is, what will that do for our children? What culture is that going to create for our children? I think why so many of us struggle to figure out what this call that I keep talking about is on our lives is because it wasn't ever modeled for us. A life sold out, operating what we're made to be, that costs sacrifice, that costs you something. It might cost you your pride. It might cost you something that you really love in your life, but isn't actually bringing you closer to Jesus. It might cost you everything. And if we saw this culture growing up, I can't imagine what our lives would look like, what the world would look like. You know, moms, I think this is something really, really a big burden on my heart, is if I can encourage you guys with anything today, the mother specifically in the room, is more than anything that you do with your children, more than the perfect Montessori toys, the perfect sleep routines, the perfect baby-led weaning, more than anything else, the primary call of your life as a mother is to be at the feet of Jesus. And if you've forgotten that, nothing else matters. None of the other stuff matters. The perfect school, the perfect church growing up. You can let other people do this job for you. Or you can lay yourself down and let your children see it now. Let your children experience it now. And I really believe if you are not a worshiper first, you're you're not going to raise worshipers. And if you're not a world changer first, you're not going to raise world changers. You just aren't. If you want people to know the gospel around you, if you want the kids, 
in your life, your own children to know the gospel around you, you have to live it out yourself first. And you have to be absolutely adamant about the world knowing it and seeing it first. If you want your kids to be transformed, let them see you pray over somebody in the grocery store. Let them see you go up to somebody on the street and share the gospel. What would that look like? Hmm. One thing I really don't want you guys to forget, when we're talking about a call, it can look a lot like just doing. A lot like, okay, I have to achieve this specific thing. I have to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I'm not doing that, God's not going to love me. That's not what I'm saying at all. I don't want you guys to forget that your purpose and call may not just be what you do, but it's who you become. It's who you become. You could have a call in your life and know, hey, I feel really called to missions. I really feel like I'm supposed to go overseas and share the gospel to unreached people groups. That's amazing. But what if you live in America right now and you're 21 and you work at Starbucks, but you know that you've got this call in your life. Does that mean you can't be becoming that person? Does that mean you can't be walking out that call just because you're not in India? No. I believe you can be walking out that call, empowering yourself with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus at your side, exactly where you're at right now. If you're hearing this and maybe some people in the room are like, oh, I, I have no clue. I, I really don't know. I'm not sure what that specific gifting is that God's placed on my life. I'm not really sure. The starting point for you guys, no matter what, whatever season you're in, is always at the feet of Jesus. Always, under any circumstance. This is where you're going to find out who you are, what you were made for is sitting at the feet of Jesus, postured like a disciple, ready to lay everything down to become like the person you're looking at. When you're on your knees and you're looking up at Jesus, it's a place of submission. It's a place of giving one authority over your life. And I think a lot of us get really comfortable. We get on the couch, we wrap a blanket around us, we're like having a movie date night with Jesus, it's very cozy, but we forget that he's king. He's also king. Yes, he's our best friend, he's our lover. I'm in love, I'm sold out with Jesus, but he's also king Jesus over my life. And I think it's so important when we come down in this, to always posture ourselves first for King Jesus as a disciple, remembering that is the primary first call. Before anything else, before stepping into being a worship leader, a pastor, a doctor, whatever that calling is that it's supposed to look like on your life, if we don't start from a place of submission to Jesus and giving him that authority, you're not gonna know where to go next. You won't. This is the place that we should mother from, should do our jobs from, should do our relationships from, is sitting at the feet of Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and invite the worship team back up. And I just want to pray over us today for just a few minutes. I just want to take some time and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us today Maybe some of you 
have gotten a small word in your life of, oh, I kind of feel called to this. I feel called to be a leader. I feel called to lead a business with the Lord. I feel called to be a spiritual father, a mentor. Whatever that looks like, maybe you've only just barely scratched the surface. And I believe today that the Lord wants to speak to you even deeper about that call. And he wants to tell you the next steps that you need to take to see that come to fruition in your life. And maybe some of you have never even thought about this. Maybe some of you have just been living your life without even realizing that there is something so powerful that's been placed inside of you that no one else around you carries. The gifting that God placed in you is not supposed to look like the person next to you. It's not supposed to look like the person that you want to be. For worship leaders in the room, you're not supposed to have the same call as Stephanie Gretzinger. You're supposed to carry out and walk out what you've had placed inside of you. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray. So Jesus, thank you so much for today, God. Thank you, Lord, that it's all about you. It all comes back to you. We love you, Jesus. Yeah, today, God, I pray for the people who have had a call placed on their life. They know what they were created to do, but they haven't stepped out in it yet because they know it's going to cost them something. Today, God, I pray that you would bring peace, that you would bring boldness. I pray that your voice would be louder than any other's that you would begin speaking to people in the room right now, God. Begin speaking to people in the room and depositing in people's hearts, hey, I've given you this gift. I've given you this call. It's time to walk it out. The time is now. I love you, Jesus.